From coast to coast, women grow up with their bodies being watched and, almost without fail, learning to watch their own bodies. This self-surveillance begins young and for many women feels impossible to stop. It permeates our relationships and decisions, negatively impacts our physical well-being, mental health, and overall quality of life. The Body Myth Podcast explores how we got here, why our size and shape have nothing to do with happiness, and what we can do to find body peace. I'm Ronit Plank, and I'm your host for the Body Myth Podcast. Let's get off of this weight and body image roller coaster together. Welcome to episode seven of The Body Myth. If you're new to this podcast, I'd like to begin most episodes with some survey answers to the survey I put out called Your Body in the World, where I asked women to please answer some questions about their experience with weight and food and body image. So today I'm going to begin with answers to question number six. This question is, how many times in your life have you wanted to lose weight? And here are some of the answers. Forever, even though I know I'm not heavy. More than I can count. Almost every day since sixth grade, there was a short period of time in my early 20s and early 30s where I lost a significant amount of weight when I felt good about the scale number. Since I was in high school, just turned 50, it's constant. I remember putting my weight in my New Year's resolutions from the time I was in middle school. It would be the first thing I would write in a journal each year. I am currently this weight. I want to be this weight for the last 12 years, every day. Thousands, like always, 25. Since my late 30s, I would say it plays on a constant background loop in my thoughts. Oh man, every day until like age 35 maybe, I am now 40. Every day for the last 30 years. At least 7 to 8 times. 5. More than I can count. Always. I cannot remember a time in my life since the age of 11 when I did not have this in the back of my mind to some degree or another. I am 50, too many times to know, probably started really thinking about losing weight when I was 18. Endless. So many, always. From age 7 or so until mid-20s, multiple times per day. After that, it petered out. Being overweight is not my body image issue. Having birth defects with a contorted rib cage as well as tiny breasts have been the focus of my body image struggles. Every day since I can remember. Every single day of my life since childhood. I always want to weigh less. Too many to count. Always. Too many to count. All my life. I have never been seriously overweight, but I always want to lose just a few pounds. 
I've had a mixed experience with this, at some level almost always as long as I can remember, but I've had many periods of rebelling against society or individuals in my life by not trying. I have alternately embraced my weight as a right, hidden behind it, and been ashamed of it. Most days, countless. I am 55 years old. I have been, quote, happy with my weight 20% of my life. Thank you very much for taking the time to complete the survey and for those answers. Now it's time for my interview with this episode's guest. Today, my guest is Lisa Garpestad. She lives in Portland, Oregon, and is a preschool teacher. And she also likes to do photography, reading, traveling, podcasts, and TV show binging, and spend time with family and friends. And Lisa is someone I met way back when our kids were babies, and I am so excited to dive into this. But first, welcome, Lisa. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited you're here. And we first met at a mom's group, a support group for moms. And then we met at Jimboree. And then I ended up in another support group for moms with you. And you just couldn't get rid of me. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I just kept showing up everywhere with my baby. I know. It was a big city, but kind of a small town at the same time. (laughs) Yes, yes. And so we've we've been part of the same mom's group, which meets less frequently now, but for a long time. I mean, I would say, what, like 17 years now? Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. It's got to be. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yes. we no longer live in the same place, but we've definitely been in touch on and off. And you were so kind to read my memoir very early and give feedback. And I've just mm-hmm. really appreciated that. And you and I have talked a little bit about this project, The Body Myth, and kind of just the idea of our bodies and, and judgment and how we treat ourselves in the world and culture. And so I guess because you and I have talked about this here and there, but I've never really asked you how old you were, and I hope you can maybe take me there, how old you were when you first thought about your size or began judging your body. Honestly, I can't remember a time where I didn't feel like there was something wrong with my size or the way my body was. Uh, Yeah, I don't have a, it's just always been part of me, (laughs) unfortunately. Mm. Can you trace back where you first got those feet? I mean, I know you they existed there with you as long as you've had consciousness about your body. Right. Can you at all remember if you you heard something or there was talk in your family or you were comparing yourself? Like how did it form for you? Cuz I know how it formed for me. Part of it is certain things my parents said to me, which I talk about a lot or I talk about in my book, and right. certainly like, you know, advertisements and things like that. Yeah, I can't think of any specific thing maybe that started it. I can think of things from my childhood where I, you know, heard things. And it might have just been comparing myself to my siblings that were Mm -hmm. smaller, I guess, naturally. You know, I'm not really sure exactly where it came from. I'm sure there were things I heard Mm -hmm. when I was younger. Yeah, as as I was older, there are definitely things I heard, <laughs> you know. Where were you in the birth order with your sibs? I was a middle child. Mm-hmm. So I had a sister that was about two years older, and then I have a sister that's about seven years younger. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so are you saying, when you said you heard things, are you saying that your your family commented on you? No, I don't think my fam, my, not my immediate family. I heard comments like, you know, I, I, specifically remember at one point when I was a child, I don't know how old I was when my grandma made the comment, like it, you know, she called said, Oh, it's time for dinner. And then so I got up and went to the table. And she said, 
oh, you know, there's Lisa always first to the table. Oh my God. <laughs> you know? And you know what? The rest of my life, guess what? I never do go to, the, I never go to the table first. <laughs> I, right. I still, I like make sure I'm not the first one there. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, that's, that is just, I totally understand that. And I, it doesn't take much, right? No. I wonder if there are people out there. It just made me wonder if there are women out there who might have heard something like that growing up and been like, damn right, I'm first at the table. I need to <laughs> right. eat. Right. I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, like we both, you know, I think I have in common with you, and I'm sure other people listening might too, that I assumed that what was being said was not good. You know, it's not good. Right. Like when people say right. that, it's not a compliment. We just know that. Right. I think um, my grandma probably wasn't meaning anything particular by it. <laughs> I mean, I don't, yeah. you know, I mean, but just sometimes it makes you realize some like side comment you make will stick with somebody for their whole life and really affect them. Yeah, it really, yeah. really does. Especially when, I mean, I wonder too. So for me, I didn't, I don't recall, I don't want to miss, I don't want to misrepresent what I, what I experienced growing up, but I don't recall being told on the other side, oh, you're so this, you're so strong, or look at all the things your body does, or look at how healthy you are. Like, did you get any positive messages about your strength or your energy or anything that would offset that? No, not at all. Um, again, I don't think my parents were um, <laughs> specifically trying to be unkind with things, but I know my mom, you know, would, would talk to me about, oh, maybe you shouldn't eat that. Or, you know, where she would let my siblings would be eating something and it would be like, oh, maybe you shouldn't eat that. Or, you know, or she'd talk to me about, oh, maybe you need to get more exercise or, you know, just things like that. But um, yeah. Yeah. Because we know when they're talking about us, like we know. Right. And then, and then you like feel being watched. Right. I mean. Right. Right. It's like it's then you can't really, at least for me, get totally comfortable in your skin because you feel like there's this judgment already. And mm -hmm. and I do, like I said, there might be some women out there, some young girls out there who don't care. And of course, this was also generational. We yeah. certainly didn't grow up in an era. I think you and I are about the same age. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think we are because I know you just yes. had a birthday and yep. mine's in September. So okay. like I think we grew up with this idea of how you raise children for the most part. It would be totally different for a parent back then to say, I understand how you're feeling. I know that right. sometimes I get frustrated with you. You know what I mean? Like we, yeah, that did right. not happen in my family. <laughs> that, no, it did not. <laughs> right. And it's not like our parents were bad parents. It's, it's not like, um, you know what right. I mean? It's just sort of like what we were growing up with. Yeah. And I mean, I know for a fact that I did the same, you know, I, I ate the same meals as everyone else in my family, I got, you know, basically the same amount of exercise as everyone. This was just the body I had. And somehow it needed to be changed, you know, <laughs> somehow right. or I got the idea that it needed to be changed, really. Right. And so that that kind of starts mm -hmm. off this sort of watchfulness of yourself, like the self surveillance that's, that is so common in young girls mm -hmm. now, which is when you're always watching yourself. And I don't know how much of that you had it, but I certainly did. I mean, also to add to my issue is that my clothes didn't fit that well because I had hand me downs. Mm -hmm. And so okay. for me, I felt like, well, obviously I'm too big. Right. Like, there's mm -hmm. no getting into these clothes without something plopping out of the top you know, the waistband. So, <laughs> so like, obviously I'm the problem, right? Right. I, um, I always mm -hmm. felt like I wasn't normal. <laughs> this sounds weird, but like, it, it, I always felt like I wasn't the same as everybody else. Um, mm -hmm. my whole life. I mean, and even now I still, I know it's not the case, <laughs> but 
I still kind of have those thoughts sometimes. I always felt like I'm a, I'm just a little different. I'm I'm bigger. I'm I'm um I'm just not the same. And mm -hmm. I still do sometimes have the thoughts. Um I felt like I had to work a lot harder to be funny or to be um like have really good clothes or or have some other I'm really, or be really good at like I was really into theater and stuff when I was younger. I felt like I had to be really good at that, like extra good, mm, um, mm -hmm. just to take the focus off of how I felt about my body. Yeah, I guess. Do you is, felt like you yeah. had to overcompensate? Right, and I, I hadn't really noticed that I'd done that until like I think you know now. I mean, I just turned fifty, and I feel like over the last you know four or five years, I've really become so much more comfortable in my body, and I started to realize some of those things about like why I acted the way I did or you know, mm, mm -hmm. different things like that when I was younger. And so I've started, you know, started getting a little easier to, to deal with. How did you, how did you get to that place? How did you start making a change? I mean, I don't know that I specifically did anything to make that change. I just, I think I started seeing, um, as my daughters got to be teenagers, I started noticing there was a really different feeling around weight and, and bodies with teenagers now, mm. as opposed to how it was when I was growing up, they see all different body types represented everywhere. Now mm -hmm. there's a different feel towards body. I, I don't know the word body positivity. Like my daughters are definitely, um, they're horrified to hear anybody commenting about somebody's body or, people to talk about dieting or things like that. It's really mm. interesting to see that they're, I mean, they're, they, they view dieting as, as a very negative thing. So it's really interesting how. That's great. I mean. I know it is great. And if I'm, you know, if I even make a comment and I'm not trying to say something, if they take it as I'm saying something about someone's body and I'm, I don't do that. But like, if for some reason they think I said something like that and they're like, you know, that's just their body and you need to let them be how they are. You know, they're, they're always defending <laughs> people and like, it's kind of amazing. And so I just started kind of picking up on some of that from them. And I don't know, I, I don't know what flip it, I guess. I'm yeah. Comfortable in my skin now. And <laughs> yeah. So when you were younger, when you think back on that, you know, I feel like for me, I had this idea of if I could change my body, then I would feel different or my life would be different. And did you, did you have that too? Oh, always. <laughs> I remember just, you know, laying in bed and like imagining like I'd be, <laughs> this is dumb, but like looking through the, uh, like JC Penney catalog or whatever. And like, I'd see all these like, like thin looking girls in their, in their little outfits and everything. And I remember just like laying in bed at night, just like daydreaming about having that body or like having, mm -hmm. and then I could wear those clothes and look like that. And just like, you know, I was always very imaginative, so making up stories about how my life would be. Uh, right, and what would it give us? Though? Like, I'm curious. Like, <laughs> like I, I wanted to, like, I wanted to not worry about like my middle. I guess I wanted right. to just fit into regular clothes and not feel right. like I was bigger. But I don't. I guess I just assumed I'd be happier. Is that? Uh, oh, I to I'm sure I totally did. I. The funny thing is, I look back on it now, and I'm thinking I was pretty happy. I always had a lot of friends. I mean, I had a actually a pretty nice childhood. Mm. I. I mean, I had friends. I didn't really get, I mean, I can think of a few instances where like, you know, somebody 
called me fat or, you know, something like that when I was younger because I was a little bigger than the other kids. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then also when, when you were dating and stuff, when you started to date in, I don't know, when you first started like in relationships I mean, and stuff, right. did it figure in for you at all? Were you worried about yeah, that? Absolutely. I, I always felt like, oh, well, I'll, uh, I'll never have a boyfriend, you know, that kind of thing. Or I probably won't, or nobody, nobody will be interested in me. And, and I didn't really date. I, I maybe dated a little like about my in my senior year, but I still never felt like even if somebody was interested in me, I didn't really think they really were, you know, mm. it's like I didn't, even in my 20s, I had a really hard time with that. Yeah. I mean, even now I still think like, even though I'm am married <laughs> and mm. have children and everything, I still think like when I hear other, you know, girls talking about like, oh, you know, men are always hitting on me or different things like that. It's like, I think, I don't think that ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. But maybe mm -hmm. I just didn't know. I don't know. <laughs> right. Like, like they could have, but you might not have seen it or noticed it. Right. I think I just was so way. like, were, yeah, I just never saw myself that way. And so I'm like, that never happened to me in my ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I'm thinking it probably did. I just was like, uh, I just wasn't seeing it. I feel like, mm -hmm. I feel like for me, and I, I'm sort of, I always feel like I'm a giant liar because I feel like I say all these things and I want to be better about this, but I too struggle with trying to figure out how to go ahead without thinking about it. I'd say I don't always think about my body, but I certainly think it has distracted me from a lot of stuff in my life. I don't know if you feel that it's gotten in the way your, your body thinking mm -hmm. has ever gotten in the way of like regular life. I mean, it. For sure has. There are a lot of times where I just don't want to, wouldn't want to go do something because I'm like, oh, I have to wear shorts or I don't know. There's, you know, like I, now I'm so much better about it now. So it's kind of sounds silly to think of these things, but you know, it'd be, um, there have been times in my life where I've been a lot bigger because I've kind of struggled. I've just struggled with it, you know, so there are times where I would, you know, gain a lot of weight and then I kind of lose to where I was comfortable. And, you know, so I've gone up and down a lot. And so I definitely know there are times where, you know, I just wouldn't be as adventurous about things. And it was always deep down because I didn't want to go for a long walk or, you know, I just felt like I didn't want to go to an amusement park because what if the, what if it was tight, even though, you know, I never had that happen, but I was like, what if it was too tight? Mm -hmm. um, I always mm -hmm. had these what ifs and... Or sometimes, you know, maybe I wouldn't want to go out to like a, when I was younger, I wouldn't want to go out to a a club or a, a party or something because I felt like I was I would be too uncomfortable. And it's like, oh, I'd rather just stay home. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it definitely changed your behavior. Mm -hmm. Definitely. definitely. Um, do you did you do diets at all? Always. <laughs> I think I'd been on some kind of diet my entire life. Really? Like. Yeah. Did you, were you the only one responsible for putting yourself on that or did someone ever intervene and say, Hey, I mean, I there were definitely times where my mom would be, and she would, she was doing it from a, a good place. You know, she was just trying to help me, mm. but just the fact, you know, your mom coming to you to talk to you about a diet gives you a oh, yeah, bad yeah, feeling. Yeah. Really? Like <laughs> right? we, we need yeah. to talk. I've got this thing. Right. <laughs> like, so I heard oh about this thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, cause you weren't coming to her, right? She was coming. No, to you. no, I wasn't coming to her and saying, Hey, I want to work on this, you know, cause you know, eating healthier and getting some exercise is certainly not a bad thing. Right. It's a good thing, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. somehow I always took it, you know, that it was a bad thing. 
Um, well, but also there's this sure. thing like, I don't know, it's hard because for me, I'm not naturally athletic or I'm not super sporty at all. And, you know, people mm-hmm. throughout my whole life, especially like in college and even my family <laughs> kind of like to joke about how unathletic I am, which which I resent, you know, it's like a joke uh-huh. in this family. But But how I feel and what makes me feel good should be different from what people think I should be doing based on how I look, right? Like if I feel Mm -hmm. like I've been sitting around too long and my energy is really low, I know I need to go do something to move my body, right? Yes. But it should never come from somebody on the outside being like, you look like someone who needs to move your body. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, exactly. I Another thing, you know, I took from my body was, oh, I'm not athletic or I'm, you know, I would always think like, oh, I can't do those things. because Even though when I was younger, I did play some sports and stuff, but I always felt kind of, like conspicuous like people were Mm -hmm. staring at me or I wasn't actually good at it and so you know even as I got older it's like going out to the gym or something it's like well that's kind of embarrassing I don't want people to be watching me Mm -hmm. like like I don't know why they'd be watching me I'm sure people have better things to do (laughs) (laughs) it's like you know you just get in your own head and um well especially when you're younger I mean but it still happens you you could just be riddled with worries of how people are perceiving (sighs) Mm -hmm. you but of course But honestly, Lisa, if people have pointed stuff out about bodies, then why wouldn't we think people might be watching us? I mean, you're you're growing Mm -hmm. up thinking everything's fine, maybe, and then someone goes and tells you, like in my case, well, you probably shouldn't have that donut, you know, or (laughs) maybe you should stop eating those chips and exercise some more. And then you're like, wait a minute, everything I thought about myself and my instincts you're telling me are wrong. It's wrong. Well, I specifically remember, like, I wanted more than anything when I was younger to do gymnastics. I just thought gymnastics was so cool. And so my friends and I would always play outside and we'd play, you know, gymnastics or whatever in our yards or whatever. <laughs> I could never do, I could never do anything. I couldn't even do a cartwheel. I can't um, do a cartwheel. Well, no. And I mean, you know, and so I mean, I was probably about, I don't know, maybe third grade or something. And I remember one of my friends, we were, we were outside and I was said something about not being able to do a cartwheel. And one, this is actually really sad when I tell this story, actually. But, um, my friend was like, oh, sorry. well. <laughs> I'm laughing because of the way you're laughing. Right. Like, you're like, I'm sorry. sorry. I, I always laugh. I said, oh, yeah, something about not being able to do a cartwheel. And she said, oh, my mom says that's because you're too fat. Oh. And I'm like, that, like, that's still like, you know. Okay. Yeah. And so in my life, I thought, okay, I'm too fat. I can never do a cartwheel, you know. So. Mm. And I don't know if, you know, I've really encouraged my kids to be super athletic and and feel good about themselves kind of no matter. I've just never encouraged, you know, I've never said anything otherwise, like anything they wanted to try. I'm like, great, go do it. We all carry things from from our childhood that stick with us. And mm-hmm. I mean, I was pretty young. I, I was pretty young when I, I heard that one. And I think I always kind of thought, oh, I don't want to try that. I'm too fat, you know, my mm-hmm. whole life. So, mm-hmm. Do you still pursue diets at all? Um, not definitely n- not in the same way. I've I've kind of learned to just try to be moderate with what I'm doing, trying my best to eat healthier. Um, you know, I but I am really not stressed about it, and I think that's when I was was able to get to a weight that I was pretty comfortable at. Now, of course, I've you know, over the past couple of years, I think we've all gained a few pounds, but, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm definitely not trying to get to any like, 
I know where my body is comfortable and I feel like if you have to work so hard to get to a place, that's not where your body should be. <laughs> right. That's kind of how I've, I always take it. I'm like kind of where I am now. I, I just think it's where my body wants to be. And I don't want to spend my whole life thinking about it every minute. <laughs> you know, it's like, I I just don't. And so I, I've become pretty comfortable with myself. You know, I, I mean, for the... When I was, I probably for the first time when I was maybe 48, I wore a two-piece swimsuit out in public and like, I'd never done that my whole life. <laughs> and I, and it was like super freeing. I was like, okay, this is the body I have and nobody cares. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, so I think I kind of don't know what exactly changed to get me to that place, but um, I'm kind of happy to be here, so. Yeah. And and so when you feel confident about your body, when you feel at peace about your body, what what do, what do you like about it or, or what does that feel like for you in the world? When I feel confident in my body, I think I just feel like I I don't have to think about it actually. It's really what it is. It's mm-hmm. like when I get to the place where I'm comfortable where I am, it's like that just thing that is always hanging over my head about I'm not, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not the same as everybody else. I think that's always kind of gone away when I'm, when I'm feeling good about that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that maybe didn't answer your question. No, <laughs> no, it did because I think it's almost like not the right question on my part because, you know, when we, when we're at peace, it's like we're not thinking about our body. It's not mm-hmm. a piece of us maybe that right. has to change or that has to be adjusted. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like we're all, we're all incorporated. It's just mm-hmm. us, right? And we're right. everything about us. It's not just this piece of us or this, the way we look or any For of sure. that. For sure. Yeah, that's, I think it's really, I just don't, I don't think about it. It just, yeah. feel, it feels, it feels easier. You just get up, you put on some clothes, you, <laughs> you yeah. don't spend like 30 minutes like, oh, this is, oh, this isn't right. Or, oh, this is, you know. In your experience with food and dieting and stuff, did you have foods that you felt were like bad foods and, and are you over that now or do you still feel oh, like, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm, o- no, I'm over that. I definitely, I mean, I kind of went with the times. There was a time where it's like fats are bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was like, uh, I don't know, carbs, bad. Or carbs are car- bad. And then yeah. Yeah, now it's like carbs are bad. And so the last time when I, um, I actually worked with a nutritionist a little bit and I mean, she helped me. A ton because I would I would start to be like okay I I can't have carbs you know that's it and then so like the nutritionist was like okay tell me what you've been eating and then I'd be telling her and she'd be like so why don't you add a piece of bread with that meal and I'm like really <laughs> she's like, and so okay okay I'll do it and so I don't know she just kind of helped me realize how like everything worked together and yeah you need everything and there's no bad foods and so I. I think it really, it really actually helped me because I, I mean, I would eat like, they always tell me I could have, you know, fats with my meals. <laughs> like I could have mayonnaise. I could have all, all the stuff that I thought like I could never have that. <laughs> right. Well, also because was there judgment too about, were you worried that people would judge you if you ate that stuff? Oh, for sure. My whole life growing up, I mean, always I wouldn't, like if I was out with people, I would just eat a little or I'd order a salad or you know something. Oh, yeah. Because I always felt like, oh, pe- people don't are going to like make, I don't know. I don't know what I thought. Right. <laughs> they didn't want to see me eat. I don't know. what I didn't want no, them to know that. No, but it's like so Because I did get you. into patterns where I would over, yeah. 
there were times in my life where I've like really overeaten a lot or just cause, because it's, you know, it's comfort. Of and, course. Um, you know, I think I'm a little of an emotional eater too. So, but I didn't really want anyone to see that. And so it was always trying to hide what I might be. Yeah. Yeah. And I Mm -hmm. feel like that speaks a lot to that idea of we're being good or this is good Mm -hmm. and this is bad. The food Mm -hmm. is good. Food is bad. We are being good. We're being bad. Like we did something to make our body this way or not. Like it's just, it's sort of the way I think in this culture we have aligned with hard work and exercise is the noble and great way to be. And your body will tell the story of who you are and how hard you work. And so you have to exhibit that, you know? Yes. And if you're not, if you're not thin, then that equates with you're not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're, and if you're overweight, um, you know, you're, yeah, you're not healthy and you're probably lazy, you know, like that's how I always thought. And I'm, I'm for sure not lazy, but I always kind of thought like, oh, I don't want people to, you know, think that about me. And Right, which is so much work for you, right? Like, like, like it's hard enough to just do the things, to grow up, mm-hmm. to figure out what you want to be in your life, yeah. to find a partner, to have kids. And then if you add, you know, to, to be creative, whatever it is you're doing, uh, mm-hmm. to make a living. And then on top of that, to have this other voice, this like echo chamber for us that keeps talking to us about all the things that we're not doing enough of when it comes to how we look or how we act in the world with our bodies. Mm-hmm. It's just really a suck, like a time suck, an energy suck, a mental health suck. Yeah, it is. So in our final moment or two, you know, if you could tell your younger self something, you know, if you could, what do you wish you could tell your younger self about size and weight to help that person, that that part of you? I guess I would, you know, going back to what I said earlier is that I never felt like I was normal. I felt, you know, I always felt like I was different. I think I would tell myself that you are normal. (laughs) You you know, you're fine. You don't, I guess that's because I just always felt like I was kind of just different than everybody else. And, and that it's okay to be different. You know, it's okay to bodies are different. Everyone has a different body that they're born with and that it's okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think those, that feeling would have gone a long way for, for a lot of us. And I I feel like Mm -hmm. your experience with your kids and how you're there experiencing bodies in the world and what's Mm -hmm. okay or not okay to to say or to act, you know, with bodies, I think is amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, I asked my daughter about it and my oldest is is the same age about as yours. And um, I remember she said, we don't talk about that stuff, mom. Like it just doesn't come up. You know, like mm-hmm. dieting yeah. and weight. Because I remember growing up, it was always that conversation. Always. <laughs> right? Yeah. And the magazines were like, how, you know, Seventeen Magazine. You know, I remember reading. Like, yeah. Here's your diet you need to go on before your big date or whatever. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> here's your, you know, here's your diet for the week. And it was always this weird, you know, dramatic, you know, low calorie diet. And that's just what I always thought everybody was doing and they probably were back then but um yeah I mean my kids just don't yeah they just don't talk about it you're right yeah I think it's great 
I know. That's why I feel like I feel like this podcast and this topic um, is so much for our generation and for women like us who I also feel like we we sh- I have this idea that we should know better by now, and yet mm-hmm. it's still so hard to get out of it in some ways. <laughs> yeah. And so oh. I'm I'm you know preaching to the choir a little bit and hoping that we yeah. could just all kind of boost each other up a little bit. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time and for being my guest. It's really it's really so fun to do this with you after knowing you for so long. Oh, it was fun. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Let's Talk Memoir. For more about this episode and my guest, please visit the link in the show notes or on Instagram at Ronit Plank. That's R-O-N-I-T-P-L-A-N-K. You can also follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. If you liked this episode of Let's Talk Memoir, please go ahead and share it with your friends and subscribe. And if you have two more seconds, you can rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, which really does help other people find the show. Thank you so much for being here. 